0: everyone and thank you for joining in to listen to the systematic podcast my name is alicia and i'm Freya. and we hope that you are all keeping healthy well and staying safe we are extremely blessed that Over the past couple of months, we've had the opportunity to share our thoughts and knowledge with you on this incredible platform. And if this is the first time you're listening to us, then a warm welcome to you. And we really hope that you find valuable information that you can apply into your life. And obviously, a uh, warm welcome to our existing listeners, as always. The Systematic Podcast is about us two sisters sharing active and systematic approaches on how to align your mindset to add growth into all aspects of your life. So if you're the type of person who's looking to develop themselves, you know, improve your softer skill set and also flourish um, your mindset as a whole, then this podcast is definitely for you.
1: So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about women empowerment, which happens to be Alicia and I's favourite topic. And we are extremely, um, it's very fitting, to be honest, in terms of the timing. So we're extremely happy that the our release date matches the fact that it will be, it is International Women's Day. And this is all about female empowerment. And it's just a fundamental human right that's also key to achieving in my opinion a more peaceful and prosperous world so we're going to be we are so energized to be sharing so much today but also to celebrate the fantastic day which is International Women's Day.
0: 8th of March. <laughs> that is correct
1: and firstly we wanted to start off with just what our backgrounds are and if you guys have been listening since day one you will be aware but firstly with myself um, this is Priya speaking if you haven't heard of me before and I have a background in engineering so I studied mechanical engineering at university absolutely loved it Um, when I was doing my A-levels this was exactly what I wanted to do so I was the type of person who's excited to go to university to study to study hard and for me I know that it was hugely male dominated but it didn't really hinder my decision in any way to be honest, I actually, I felt like I, I ignored it to a certain extent because I remember when I was in my physics class, I was the only female and I just thought, oh, that's interesting. But it was just more observational. And then yeah. when I went to university, okay, I realized engineering is heavily male dominated, but it's one of those things where when it aligns with what you enjoy doing, I feel like the facts don't count. And I was just like, okay, it's, it's fine. And then when I entered the workplace, and working in an energy company, I realised that, you know what, the absence of females is just apparent. And now we're in 2021. And considering I've joined a team, a new team at the moment, I'm the only female, only female engineer. And also I've obtained my chartership and also representing the female aspect of that. It is such a worldwide problem, not just many, many years ago when I was studying um, at university, but even now in the workplace, in the field of engineering, women are just not there let alone in low numbers, in my opinion, it's very, very small amounts. And it's just something that Alicia and I, we felt like it would be a good idea to share because both of us happen to be in very male dominated fields. And there is so much for me, the celebration of International Women's Day as well as International Men's Day, which is in November. I just feel like it's a day that really shouldn't be a day. It should be every single day of the year but also it's just recognising how far women have come and also how far they need to go. I feel like there's still a long journey to to walk on and actually get to a stage where we can, as women, continue to feel empowered to go out and do what we want to do. Because I can think about scenarios now at schools where young girls would think, you know what, I don't want to go into engineering because it's just... It's a very boyish thing to do. And mm. to be honest, that was apparent when I was at school. And I won't be surprised if it's still present now. But there's overcoming barriers in every in, in every indes- industry. So I in Alicia, you've
0: experienced the same currently. Yeah, so I also come from a STEM background. And although my sort of degree... Um, which is biomedical science wasn't heavily male I would say it's quite a mixture Mm. and um, I feel like you know with science you either you know if you like it that's great and you go on and you know you can either be a doctor you can be a scientist there's lots of avenues so I went down that road and I'm a fully qualified biomedical scientist but even when I have worked um, in labs within hospitals I would say there's a balance. There's a mixture of men and women. Um, And and that's been great. I think it's been equal then. But what I do currently now, and I work for a medical diagnostic company and I work as part of the service team. So I manage a uh, technical support line and also um, a team of engineers and specialists who help people with their problems in the lab, basically. But my team including my manager, the whole service team that I work with, I am the only female and I work with men, a lot of men. So I've learned, I guess, over the past two years that I've been in that role, how important it is to be that voice and not to feel sort of like you have been dominated by men I mean the, the people that I work with are lovely but it just shows you that any field that you can go in you know if it's male dominated like being an engineer and that's quite a stereotype out there as you know only guys study engineering but you can be in any field and still see mm. a lack of women in particular roles or in particular departments anywhere you go it's apparent everywhere but I think It's quite, I mean, I enjoy it. It's not like I feel like I'm not doing my job well enough. Um, My team appreciate me, they value me, but I, I get that. I mean, me and Priya are always talking about the fact that how we work with men. And I know you've had a much different experience than I have.
1: Yeah, and it's also just the emphasis on the gap, considering yeah. we're in the 21st century and considering that we are in a world where there's a lot of people going for what they want irrespective of who they are what their background is I feel like uh, International Women's Day is also there to celebrate women in general and in yeah. all industries so yeah we're super excited to
0: be getting on with this podcast yeah episode. and getting on with this topic <laughs> but just to give you a bit of history the idea to make a day international for for women came from a woman called Clara Zetkin. Now, in 1910, which is, gosh, ages ago, (laughs) uh, suggested the idea at an international conference of working women in Copenhagen. Now, Things were actually made official by um, the United Nations in 1975.
1: So straight away, 1910 was her idea and it came into action in 1975. 65 years. That is a very, very, very long time. Once again, just making a point there, if a woman comes up comes up with an idea, why can't it be action the same year? I know we weren't <laughs> there and then we may not know the challenges, but she may not even have been alive to see a day like this being created so i, th- I think that's even yeah. more a reason why we need to value this day for sure and the campaign theme for international women's day for 2021 is to choose to challenge a challenge world is an alert world now you can go onto the website and the key hashtag for this is choose to challenge and the key thing is not just dealing with what's going on in the world and different women facing different things, but actually challenging and actually acting on it. So I'm really excited about this particular campaign. So every year there's a new campaign. There's an emphasis on making a change, making a difference. But here, the main motive is hashtag choose to challenge. And I really wanted to share this quote with all of you guys. So Barack Obama, who is, as we all know, the 44th US president of the United States emphasis is that he made a very phenomenal statement that there is no tool for development more effective than the empowerment of women so so profound and I just love how there's people out there who actually associate world peace with women so now we're going to be sharing some facts from the UN Women website and I really wanted just to set the scene because yes in the you know living in Alicia and I are in London you know celebrating International Women's Day can be just challenging you know certain situations in the workplace etc but we want to look at women as a wider perspective you know we're not the only women in the world Uh, there's a
0: split of 50-50 so we want to just cover off some facts that we've gathered. Yeah definitely so I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this one but women are more likely to be unemployed than men. And it's, it's a shame and it's scary as well, but globally, women are paid less than men. So whether, you know, unemployment is a different story, but when they are employed, yeah. they're paid less than men. And this gender wage gap is estimated to be at 23%. So that means that women earn 77% of what men earn those these figures understate the real extent of p- gender pay gaps that are actually out there and of course in particularly developing countries where informal self-employment is prevalent so you know women go through so much and you know we can probably go on about that but the fact that we have that gender wage gap is just absolutely crazy and
1: women also face many other challenges. So there's a motherhood wage penalty. So this increases as the number of children a woman has had. So example, you are a woman with a child, that could be a detriment to your career, but also your capability to provide for your family, and especially going on to having more children. And almost a third of women's employment globally is actually in agriculture. So this includes for, for forestry and fishing but this, this may exclude self-employed and unpaid family workers. Now, I've been reading a book called The Invisible Women. I would highly recommend this book. It is so empowering and full of facts and figures. But here is the big emphasis on the fact that a woman's working day isn't just the eight hours or 10 hours she's putting yeah. into work, it's actually the unpaid hours that a woman has to do. And the... Differences are just striking maybe in developed countries, but going on to underdeveloped countries, a woman could be working in agriculture for say 12 hours, but also is expected to provide for her kids, her husband, her family, after working the laborious work that she may be doing Mm. so agriculture actually remains the most important employment sector for women in low income and also lower to middle income countries so here just to understand that that is where women are actually highly represented can also show that we've got a long way to go and i think it's great that women are making Um, them an asset to working within the agriculture industry but also is understanding that we can provide more value as well.
0: Yeah definitely I mean that's a big um, growth area in terms of you know many many years ago when women weren't really allowed to work or go to work and have a career but another interesting fact is that women and girls suffer most from Safely managed water and sanitation. So death that comes from water and not being uh, completely sanitized. And, you know, obviously women go through a lot, but... Women and girls are responsible for water collection in 80% of households without access to water on premises. So just imagine the menstrual hygiene management, which is difficult with the absence of water, soap, all those gender-responsive sanitation facilities, whether it's at home, whether it's at school or in the workplace.
1: Yeah, it's just to understand the fact that what we take for advantage in the kind of other side of the world. is also understanding that women and girls are suffering from something that is just so generic. Not the most interesting fact, I must say, but it's just to understand where we are at. And also women bear the most disproportionate responsibilities for unpaid care and domestic work. I know we've mentioned this, but women will tend to spend around 2.5 times more time on unpaid care and domestic work than men. Yeah. Now, unless you're a woman <laughs> that is just gets away with not doing any work, or also you've got a cleaner, or you've got someone someone else to help you, you are actually two times, 2.5 times more um in terms of time capacity compared to the traditional woman that is expected to do so much more than what um, a traditional man would do. And the amount of time devoted to this unpaid care work is actually negatively correlated with female labor force participation because sometimes a woman a women tend to be the number one um carers for older parents yeah for older family members and relatives and this just directly affects their life their eco- economic value etc
0: yeah so it's, it's completely crazy like studies have shown that women reinvest 90 percent of their income back into their families and the communities. So in other words, when women thrive, we all thrive, but they, they do so much, but there's also still that that lack of mm. that empowerment that's going on. And this is everywhere around the world. Yeah. but I really like this particular fact because it's showing that all the businesses out
1: there that yeah. are trying to create and literally create value is actually women out there who go and do the spending, who will actually contribute to society. So I love how it's women that are being held back, but yet the businesses that are making the most money are actually making it off women because they are the one that are reinvesting. Now, what is women's empowerment? Now, I am a big fan of World Vision. I actually personally sponsor a child from that amazing charity. And I went on their website and I was blown away by just their definition of what women empowerment is. So it can be defined as um so women women empowerment can be defined to promoting women's sense of self-worth their ability to determine their own choices and their right to influence social change for themselves and others big emphasis on the community element yeah women empowerment and promoting women's rights have emerged as a part of a major global movement this is huge we all know this you know it's not like the first time you're hearing of the whole power of women but despite a great deal of progress women and girls continue to face discrimination and violence in every part of the Mm -hmm. world World Vision is doing a huge campaign, especially coming up towards International Women's Day and obviously it is today, but also the impact we can have not just on women around us, but also women in underdeveloped countries.
0: Yeah, definitely. So the United Nation has a global compact and they have created these women empowerment principles and we're going to be sharing this with you. But It's all about endorsing that women empowerment principles and applying it in your own life. How can you support and empower the women around you, whether it's within your family, whether it's at the workplace, whether it's in the community and society as a whole? Yeah.
1: So definitely all businesses stand to benefit um, from greater equality of women. And this lovely concept, which I came across, was just really empowering, even when I read it. So we're really excited to share it with you all. So... The actual United Nations Global Compact is where several companies can be part of this amazing cause and you can use these principles to empower women in the workplace, marketplace, community and it's really all about equality means business. So these principles are the result of the collaboration of the UN Global Compact, the UN Women and are adapted for the Calvert Women's Principles so please do check it out So principle one, and we're getting right into it, is establish high-level corporate leadership for gender
0: equality. And that's not just, you know, for Women's International Day. It's gender equality everywhere you go. So whether it's recognizing women for their hard work and also recognizing men, it's not that this whole episode is just going to be about women. It's about that gender equality and promoting people to those leadership levels despite their gender. So something that we could share to increase this around the workplace would be, you know, recognizing everyone for their hard work and doing a campaign challenging people at work to push themselves and do more.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. The principle number two is treat all women and men fairly at work. Respect and support human rights and non-discrimination. Again, a really big, powerful principle. But also is understanding how can we embody this in, on a day-to-day. It's about being gender neutral. You know, monitor yourself. We know when you're thinking about. Um, ex- a good example is Alicia and I were talking about. Oh, this is really good to see a policeman and a police woman. Is mm. putting those two things together and also is just someone who works for the police service. And when we think about a fireman or a firewoman, they're actually re-termed the word just as a firefighter. Yeah. Sometimes just what you could be saying and it is things that you've just put in your mind and it's been seeded many many years ago is having that differentiation you could be example hiring a gardener for your uh, back garden random thing to be doing but you may be doing that and you may expect a man to turn up but then you might get a female what what's your thought
0: process you know yeah even with a cleaner a lot of people think women clean you hire a cleaner you're gonna get a woman but it could be a man yeah makeup artists both men and women chefs more more men than women to be honest so for me
1: what i love about this is making sure that we are also
0: having that monitoring of our
1: own thoughts
0: yeah being mindful of what we what we're saying in those situations
1: 100 percent. it's just so powerful because again we can treat people fairly
0: but is also speaking fairly which is important yeah the third principle is ensure the health safety and well-being of all women and men workers. And for me, when I think of this principle, I do think of like women who have to go on maternity leave and and all that when it comes to their health and safety in in the workplace. But you've got to ensure that regardless of gender, what are you doing at work? Is it safe for everybody? Is it taking in Mm. into account the well-being of everybody not just discriminating between men and women
1: yeah so if you do read the invisible women um book you will learn that the whole world is actually built around the ideal man so even the fact that a car is more unsafe for a woman Com- uh, Compare to a man, you'll understand that even in the health and safety in terms of the workplace, you may be. Work- now, I'm going to give a typical engineering yeah. example. <laughs> I have PPE and I make sure it's the right PPE for me, my body, the way I need it to be. And also, for example, wearing a boiler suit may not be practical for a woman, but might be the best thing in the world for a man. So it's just understanding we've got health and safety, but how do we ensure? that is suitable for women. Now, a good example could be you may be working in an environment which has PPE. You may have a lady who comes onto site and you're like, you know what? Let's just just wear the man's boots. Just wear, you know, it doesn't matter. We're all the same. Well, we're not. I don't think it takes a genius to figure out a woman's body is very different from a man's body, but it's understanding that health and safety is just universal and it should be tailor-made to the individual. Now principle number four is promote education training and professional development for women. I genuinely believe knowledge and education is yeah, definitely the biggest thing that will push not just anyone forward but everyone forward. So a tip that we would give is mentor mentorship is powerful yeah mentor a female or a male you do not need to be gender you know specific specific um in this case just that ability to be able to share and share your wisdom your knowledge and it could be anyone in the community It could be in the workplace it could be totally random it just it is just all about not just promoting within university education and things like that but on a I would say on a more ground level because mentorship is just so powerful and can uplift people
0: yeah it's just giving them giving someone that support that they need and it could be in any area you might be working on a new project and you you want some guidance on something but be that person who's offering that mentorship to somebody else and that's yeah. empowering everybody and not just women it will empower every single person because they will feel a lot more confident in what they're doing and you'll be the reason for that because you are sharing your wisdom and knowledge like Priya said to help them be better in a specific um, you know category.
1: So principle five is implement enterprise development supply chain and marketing practices that empower women now that's a big one. That's like a proper business target.
0: Yeah. That you is. <laughs> Some of you probably thinking, oh, supply chain, how can I at home, you know? How if- can we help with, yeah. with marketing and, and business development? But the best way to do that is to support your local businesses that are run by women. How many people that do you know on Instagram that are try that have tried to create their own brand and they are making New, new movements in the business industry, support them, support the local businesses that are run by women. I think that's the best thing to do, buy from them. You know, sometimes people think of big brands as a whole, whereas if you support someone local, you have no idea how much that means to that person. Yeah,
1: that is a really good point. And that's what we can do at home, you know, with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, the decisions you're making let's think in in a position where we're making other people stronger. Yeah. And principle number six is promote equality through community initiatives and advocacy. Now, this is, I love this one because community is a big driving force. And we also need to think about how we can add value to the community, step by step, one by one. And my tip here is, and I love this tip, if you know someone in your community, in your local area, who is a new mum, offer that support you know just reach out
0: help them out Yeah, it could be anything to be honest even if you want to volunteer at an organization to add value to the community you want to do something local in the neighborhood that you live in it's taking that initiative to promote the equality
1: yeah and the last one is measure Uh, Principle seven is measure and publicly report on progress Progress. to achieve gender equality. Now for a business, this is where we are, where companies are releasing reports and they will always, uh, you know, it's actually by in the UK, it's government guidelines to tell and report how many men and women are working in the company what percentages at what levels of leadership so for me if you're not tracking it you won't be able to make an impact and
0: improve those are important figures to to be sharing
1: so considering that we have a gender data gap to begin with here we need to make sure that as an influence that we could have is making sure things are tracked. So this could you could look into your industry, you could read the report of the company that you're working at, or generally any report because it's publicly available. Understand the differences and also here is where we can contribute where you can.
0: Yeah, definitely. And one great quote from The Incredibles movie, if you guys have seen it, by Elastigirl. "Leave, Leave the saving of the world to men I don't think so. And that's one of the quotes we like. It's one of our favorite movies as well. But yeah. what we want to go into and sort of start to wrap up with is why is this important in the first place? You know, empowering women is essential to the health and social development of families, communities and countries and the world as a whole. But it's important that when when women are living safe, they're fulfilled, they're living productive lives, they can reach their full potential
1: that is just beautiful and it's understanding that women do have a skill set that they can bring to the workforce and they can raise happier and healthier families when they're able to flourish yeah and they're also able to fuel sustainable economies and benefit society and generally humanity at large what how powerful is that what else is it important sometimes the biggest um draggers of women is actually other women so, we need to make sure that whenever we are out there living our lives, talking to other people, we need to make sure we're uplifting women. Yeah. So, also, there's that mindfulness of where you're thinking about what you're saying. You know, if you know someone who's doing an extra business or, you know, volunteering taking time out to do xyz it's their decision it, rather yeah. than bringing women down why can't we just lift them up rather than holding them back and saying why are you doing that you should be doing this yeah why well, are you
0: taking care of your kids why you why are you going to work you should be at yeah, home
1: why are you doing this why is this happening i don't think this is right for you literally sometimes women will not empower other women and you can sometimes you can sit there if you listen to this episode you can think of people and this may not be just women it could be men as well but also what we want to really the biggest message that we have from this episode is how can you empower and uplift and this is all done by the greatest gift that we have which is language and the ability to communicate so if your words aren't uplifting other women really you shouldn't be saying them and for me that's really really important because words break people down and people can actually remember a statement for the rest of their life and they can pin that to you so unless you want to live that kind of life and be that negative force in someone else's life why don't you try and be that positive force
0: yeah definitely No, that was really amazing and i think All of that starts with one thing, it's education. We've got to educate ourselves on these things and also empower education around the world. I mean, I know there's a lot of countries out there where where young girls are not able to educate themselves to pursue their own dreams and meaningful work that they can do to contribute contribute to their country's economy later in life so we need to think of it on a larger scale as well but of course it starts first with us and like Priya said are we empowering other women it's not just about reposting something on Instagram guys (laughs) and sharing these fancy quotes what are you actually doing in your life that is empowering other women to thrive and grow so that's a bit of food for thought and I know it's been A little bit of an intense episode, but it's such an important topic. And we're so happy that we've been able to sort of share our thoughts. Uh, around it
1: yes and alicia and i will be doing other podcasts around women empowerment because we don't want it just to be a once a year kind of yeah we want to topic. have some more
0: episodes that go into it in a little bit more depth yeah. maybe particular subtopics within it
1: yeah because i feel like just touching it once a year you know it'll be forgotten by april but let's just talk about it regularly because the more we talk about it the more the fact that we are the voice of it it will drive the changes that we need to see you know wherever you are wherever whatever circumstances you are you are in
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, we really hope you guys enjoyed hearing our thoughts and, and hearing what the principles were written out for the United Nations Global Compact. So definitely check that out online. Please leave us a review and share this episode with other people. Give us a repost on Instagram. We are at systematic underscore. And we just really hope that we've empowered you today to go out there and empower others. So take care. And we really do look forward to speaking to you again on our next episode. Bye for now. Bye.